Did you know that? Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. We've got all sorts of fun stuff and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Rhino. Hello and welcome to Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show. I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh no, it must be time for some more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you'd be 100% correct. Yes, folks, we have lots of fun. We go over pop culture references, crazy information, weird, strange facts, and more. And the awesomeness known as Did You Know with Ryan O. And today, we'll be going over a cool thing known as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and a bit more awesomeness along the way. And this episode, I'm joined by a radical dude, Nate Hampton. So how was your trip? It was good. It was like, I've never felt older. (laughs) And, And this feeling old was because you were one of the oldest people, like surrounded by younglings? Well, it, it, it was that and the fact like the party, well, not the party, the wedding <clears throat> was like mid-afternoon and the reception took like an eternity. Like even my sister was, who got married was tired because there was like a party bus taking us from the reception. We were just going to go drive around and drink and stuff. <clears throat> and that was coming, that was coming to pick us up at like 10 o'clock. And we were like, what time is it? They're like seven. We're like, oh, yikes. So you officially felt like an 80 year old man. Yes. So where was this party bus supposed to be taking you to? Well, it wasn't going to take us anywhere. It was just a really nice party bus. And uh, my new brother-in-law had bought it for a certain amount of time. He was like, I don't really want to go to bars. So we're just going to get a bunch of liquor and drinks in the party bus. And we're going to drive around. (laughs) I was like, okay. <laughs> that, that sounds like an awesome time, if only it weren't, you know, 10 o'clock in the evening. Because once you reach that magical age of 30, then things yeah. get, like, really scary. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't go seepies. Yeah, like, like I, I'd rather, you know, be, be in bed by, by 8 and, like, catch up on some uh, The Office or whatever those kids are watching nowadays. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So speaking of, of which, um, you, you're all ready to, to rock and roll uh, with our intense conversation about a group of, uh, of, of young-aged uh, mutants? Yeah, how old are they actually supposed to be? I've never... 16? 16. Uh, that's what I was like. It's like 16, 17. I'm just like watching them. I was like, isn't Kino older than them? I, was like, <laughs> I, I think they were talking about like like there was an experiment where one of them got missing about 15 years ago. That's what they were saying. So in this particular movie, they were okay, 16, okay. 15. Of course, we don't know how old those baby turtles were before they, you know, became all mutated and whatnot. Right. But that's going to be a conversation for a later part of the episode. Are you ready to get uh, into things proper? For sure. All right. So we're going to start this off. Um, We normally answer some emails and whatnot, but I'm ahead of the time. So we'll have to answer emails and questions and whatnot in the 
next episodes. So if anybody does want to send us something, they can do so. Uh, email, Gmail, which is uh, Ryan, what is it? Did you know Ryan O at gmail.com? Facebook, did you know with Ryan O? Or Twitter at did you know Ryan O? But we're going to talk about our word of the week. Nate, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a word and you're going to tell me what you think it means. All right. Uh, so the word of the week is parvenu. Parvenu? Yep. Parvenu. Or, yeah. Parvenu is what it's pronounced. It's a noun. Parvenu. Hmm. And it sounds French. It is French. All right. All right. So you at least got that part. What do you think this French heritage means? Oof. I don't know. Let's see. French word. Let's see. The French. What could the French possibly... Knowing the French is probably not nice. Uh, it, it could be. It um, could be? It could be nice. It is. It is a noun. A term now. used for an individual. I don't know. Stinky. <laughs> it means one that has recently or suddenly risen to an unaccustomed position of wealth or power and has not yet gained the prestige, dignity, or manner associated with it. So like um, okay. young Joffrey Baratheon, when he became the, the, the king of Westeros. Yeah. Yeah, he had some uh, some you parvenu. Some parvenu. Uh-huh. You got some mad parvenu. I know, right? So, so that's our word of the week. How do you think you're going to use it in the future to describe someone? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, let's say someone gets a job they have no business doing, <laughs> and 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 you know, calling you like. It's like, man, look at the gonads on this one. Yeah, he's got some some parvenu happening. <laughs> oh, you could use it for our president for all I. <laughs> we're, we're we're still waiting on him to get out of his parvenu stage. Uh-huh. And and we're gonna table that one off on our politics talk for the week. <laughs> um. So so moving on from our word of the week, um, I usually talk about like weird places and weird laws. But this episode, before we deep dive into the movie, mm-hmm. let's talk about a couple of weird facts. I like weird facts. Um, so I'm going to tell you a fact. You tell me true or false. Uh, okay. This one, snakes can help predict earthquakes. True or false? Hmm. I, I don't know. I know they sense vibrations, but I don't know if they're... EKG meters or whatever. You're, you're so I, close. What's your guess? Eh, I'll, you know what? Hell, I'll say yes. It is correct. They can sense a coming earthquake from 75 miles away up to five days before it happens. Huh, that's pretty cool. So, so you're right. It's because they can sense vibrations and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I, I know that's how they hunt and stuff. So, so so that's yeah I, I don't want to be around a giant snake like they got these uh these ninja turtles and whatnot you never see them fighting a giant snake no it's because the snake would win so if you had a teenage mutant ninja turtle versus an adolescent 
angry mutant snake, the snake would win. Depending on the kind of snake, yeah. It, but so, it, let's say it's a boa constrictor. Well, then it'll just be kind of gross. Like a forty-foot-tall boa constrictor. Okay, it, it wins. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Michelangelo? It? And it's nunchucks. <laughs> You're not gonna punch it. Uh-uh. Um, if this if this fight takes place in the second movie, he's not even gonna use the nunchucks. Which we're we're gonna yeah. Foreshadowing is evil. Um, so another fact, um, uh, 8% of American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. What now? Yeah, tr- true <laughs> or false. 8% of American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. What, what's the cutoff for adult? <laughs> um, I'm saying like 18 plus. And then probably... We're getting dumber. It's it's actually true. About 17 million American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Yeah. <laughs> They're it, endangered. It, it, it's hard to talk about, like, like make, make jokes about it when uh, Americans are just not... It's it's hard. Like like I want to make so many jokes about it, but it's just too sad to reference. Yeah, it's a it's a sad sad state of affairs that <laughs> that we're living in right about now. Well, we all know that it's not brown cows, but it's when cows eat chocolate. Oh, obviously. Oh yes, it's 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 how it works. They they just feed them one chocolate bar at a time and then squeeze the chocolate milk out of them after they have to shake them on like a giant metallic shaker. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I feel like that's a cartoon. That had to have been in a cartoon. Well, you'd rather see a, a, a cow shooken, not stirred. Yeah, you don't want to stir the cow. Uh-uh, you never want to stir a cow. That's like cow tipping. We don't want that to happen. I've done that. Okay. <laughs> Was it as um, fulfilling as you thought it would be? Not really. But what else are you going to do in Montana? However. (sighs) Yeah, you got me there. (laughs) Well, and in uh, Helena, Montana, where my dad is from, uh, it's like a dry city after like 8 o'clock, so everything just stops selling alcohol. So I'm like, okay. So from like 8 p.m. until 11 a.m., there's probably no fun. No, no, no fun. There's like one movie theater. The cool place to hang out is like a Dairy Queen. It's a strange place. What did that one movie theater play? Like Feifel Goes West? Oh, just on repeat. No, they had the new movies, but there, there was only like five of them. Okay, so you don't get like the full rotation. You just get whatever they feel like. Yeah, pretty much. Right on. Well, at least they got that. Um, so, so our final... Fact about animals. Um, I'm going to just ask you the question and you try to fill in the blank. Okay. A flock of crows is known as a blank. A flock of crows. I, ah, dang it. I heard this relatively recently. I can't remember what it is. It's a murder. Yep, yep. That's why Murder Inc. has the crow. Has the, yep, okay. <laughs> And so, um, what would you guess a group of turtles is called? 
slow. That that's that's true. They are probably called slow. But what would you say the name of their group is? I'll give you a hint. One okay. of them is a, a name for a large grouping of hay. Another name of them is a name of a particular brand of pineapple. Another one can be referenced to birds, and one could be um, in reference to someone else participating in a game, or it's their opportunity to arise. So, so any of these. <laughs> when you said, hey, I was like, bail? That is correct. That's one of them. So, yes, yeah, so the, the group of pineapples or the, the pineapple company, what you got? Dole. That's correct. <laughs> yep. All right. What about birds? Where do birds live? Trees. Where, where in a tree? <laughs> like baby birds. Where are they at? In a nest. There you go. And um, when you are done playing the game or like a video game and you hand a controller over to someone else, you would say it's their what? Turn. That is correct. Those are the four names of what a group of turtles is called. Huh. You learn a little something every day. So so turtles have four names. And in the movie that we're going to go over in a, about two and a half minutes, um, those turtles also had four names. And we'll get into them right after a word from our sponsor. Did you know with Rhino? This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. This episode is also brought to you by me. Do you want to show your love for the show? Do you want to show off some random, awesome inside jokes that only people from the show might know? Do you want to show off a cool shirt that just says party foul with a picture of a duck and a spilt cup? We've got all sorts of cool things, including hats, on our website, zazzle.com slash did you know with Ryan O. All one word. And if you go there right now, you can even get 15% off. But you got to pay attention because that code is only on the website, zazzle.com slash did you know with Ryan O. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O. And the last time you were uh, on this podcast, we went in detail about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie uh, from 19, it's either 89 or 90. I'm pretty sure it's 89. And so we went over that particular movie. Um, about a year, year-ish later, a sequel came out, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Um before we we go um beat excuse me beat by beat what's your 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 overall thoughts on the sequel to the movie uh i still really like it the first one eons better in my opinion but they made this one more kid friendly but it's still it's got a lot more slapstick connie i like it yeah they were trying to um make it something different while still uh, keeping the image of the cartoon. They didn't want to be exactly like the cartoon, but they also didn't want to push away uh, new fans to the franchise. I I also enjoyed it. 
it's a it, it it's it's a little bit more campy than than yeah. it, it probably should be, but I, I don't mind. I liked it. Yeah, I mean I still have a good time watching it. Yeah. It's just a different different kind of movie. Oh, like like when I was watching um like like the solo movie like not too long ago, that was a chore. But this one, no, nah, I was good. And then Vanilla Ice happens. It, it was a good time. Oh yeah, you can't, you can't. Well, I mean, you can hate on Vanilla Ice, but like it's it's fun. Oh. It's the most '90s thing you've ever seen. I've got some trivia about him in the later part of the episode. It's gonna be an experience. Um, oh, fun. But but starting off, if you would be so kind, could you give our audience a uh, a rundown of um, of what happened in the movie? Um, in as uh, sequential as you can think. In sequential as I can think. Okay. Uh, well, it starts off. You meet this new character, Kino, played by Ernie Reyes Jr. And he's a pizza dude. He's a pizza dude. That That's a little too big for his britches, but we'll get back to that later. Uh, and they do the thing. Uh, he goes on his little delivery, and they do the thing in every, like, 90s like movie kind of like this where the villains always park their like getaway vehicles in the alley but in plain sight of everybody unguarded with all the crap that they just stole and the doors are open it's like no one decides to like disguise this thing or put a tarp over it no no they're just there so Kino's like what's this and he goes down into like this kind of weird like shopping mall by himself by himself and he's like you're under arrest and they're like, okay. And then he just like starts fighting. And then the Ninja Turtles come flipping in. And they do like a freeze frame. And then uh, a battle ensues. Which is weird that um, everyone sees the turtles and they fight. Because in the previous movie, they did it in the shadows. Like they uh, did a smoke screen or, or uh, turned on the, like, the overhead sm- smoke alarms and stuff like that. So there was water so people couldn't see them. Yeah, this one, they're just like, ah, we're trying to sell toys. <laughs> yes, because that's the most important part about these movies is making a buck off of toy sales. Well, they had to make up for it because they didn't make any toys for the first movie. Which is just bad planning. So well, uh, I, f- I forgot the name of the toy company. I just watched the whole documentary on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's so really cool. You're, you're saying it's, it's, it's worth it just to at least check out that part? Well, uh, they, it's called The Toys That Made Us, and they talk about the uh, the birth of Ninja Turtles comic all the way through the movies and why they didn't make movie uh, toys for the first one because it was too violent. So they made this second one super kid-friendly. Choices were made, just mm-hmm. overcorrecting. Uh, but but overall, the, the documentary, you'd, you'd give it a thumbs up? Oh, it's I'll give two thumbs up. Right on. So so in this uh, fight, they're in a in a mall underground, and, and they were fighting while while you were telling the story. Where do ah, we go next? Uh, 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 Raphael like puts like a burlap sack over Kino and just throws him in a trash can. And he's like, "We'll take care of this from here." And then they just beat the crud out of all these henchmen without using their weapons once. Even Michelangelo. Well, the only one that uses his weapon is Donnie because it's a stick. And you're and just beating you, off ugly with a stick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelangelo uses uh, some like hot dogs or cold cuts as nunchucks instead of using his actual nunchucks. As you do. Yeah. 
And then they beat all those guys. Uh, they tell Kino to call the police. Kino comes back. Turtles are gone. Then they go to the new April O'Neil's apartment uh, where they have to spend the next like 30 seconds saying, like, are you April O'Neil? Yeah, I'm April O'Neil. And you're like, okay, that's the new actress that plays April O'Neil. Just so that they could um, make sure that everyone knows that it's her, even though she doesn't look like her. Uh-huh. Like, full name everything for the next, like, 30 seconds. She goes home. Place is filthy. And, so, and she, like, does the thing where she cleans up, but and each turtle's got, like, their own individual mess. Like, Mikey's is the pizza. Or, no, he had, like, a... He had like a snake in the fridge or something like that to scare. Her. She's like Michelangelo. The workout equipment's Raphael. The ninja magazines, uh, Leonardo. <laughs> I think there's a skateboard that's Donatello or yeah, yeah. And and, and it's also as they we know that she's the same person, even though she's not the same person. Exactly. And then she's like, the rat's the cleanest one. And then the turtles come home, and they order more pizza because, you know, pizza. It's what you do. It's what they do. And then they get in a little fight, and, like, uh, not Raphael, uh, Splinter makes uh, Donatello and Leo do those flip things. No, or not Donatello, uh, Raphael and Leo. <laughs> Which is just great acting. Yeah, it's good times. It, those were... Um... So they didn't want the stuntmen who were inside the the costumes at all time to to do it, and um, but one of the stuntmen who's like I think Leonardo's was was actually a uh, like a, a gymnast, and they're like no we don't want you to do it it's not safe so they're like trying to find other dudes to to do it and, and go in and be that thing but they couldn't find someone to do it just right and he's like this is embarrassing just let me do it so they're like okay fine so they finally let him audition or like try out to do his own stunts he's like i'm in a giant rubber suit what's the worst thing that could <laughs> which you'd be surprised but like still I mean, right. still like let the man do his work so they were um trying to figure out what's up but meanwhile we uh, find tgri as they call them the uh mm-hmm. the the dudes of the company who apparently have made the ooze that it gave birth to the Ninja Turtles. Correct. And what, they have like giant dandelions out there. Those things were found. And that's uh, how they knew the, that they mutated things. Right. And uh, one of the dudes working with April is in the Foot Clan. Which, which. Like it, Casey or something. Yeah. Well, see, I think they wanted Kino to like appeal to kids more because he was already in the first movie as like a, um, a stunt double sort of thing. Oh, that's true. So they wrote that part for him. So this is like one of the only movies. Um, well, there's only five movies. So this is one of two movies that don't feature Casey. Yeah, and I, I love me some Casey Jones, and the fact that he's not in it is it, slightly upsetting. It, it was a bummer. Like you, you thought that they had some nice chemistry, that him and April were going to rock and roll, but they said, you know, no April, let's just kind of move things around. So so we end up finding out that um that the that the the Foot Clan's still active. Um, right. and and they're like, Oh no, we don't got no shredder. Then all of a sudden they, they morph over to the, the, the dump because that's where 
We last saw Shredder was inside the garbage truck, and now at the dump, trash is moving, and this one's shiny. And his hand just goes, Bleh! Turtles. And then, uh, what's his face? Uh, the bald dude? who's Tatsu, I think? Tatsu, yeah, that's him. He's like, I'm in charge now. And then Shredder's like, ah, hell no. And then they're like, okay. And then Shredder, like, makes himself a new mask. And, and a new wants... cape. Oh, yeah, and he wants revenge. I, I, I made very specific notes about things I have to mention while I was watching the movie. Um, uh-huh. I did it for the last one, too. And uh, so far, um, let's see, opening credits is New York eating pizza. Kino works for Roy's Pizza. Donnie with the punching blow-up clown from the beginning. Uh, New April. Somebody. The punching clown. That's one of my favorite parts that I forget about. Um, and then Shredder's cape looks like a shower, uh, a shower curtain. It does look like a shower curtain. It's all nice and shiny and plastic looking. Again, trying to sell toys here. And a suit, it's like like a weird purple color too. Yeah, uh, I remember I had the toys from this movie. They were like the best toys. Like the turtles were all like rubbery and you could move them. It was really cool. I think I had Donatello from this group. I had all of them. I had Shredder, everything. Nice. I don't know where they, they're somewhere in like a trunk at my house back in Colorado. And you're hoping that they're still there? Oh, they're still there. My mom hasn't gotten rid of anything. Oh, sweet. So, like, like eBay for you in, like, 30 years? Well, I mean, they're not in cases, and they probably don't have their weapons anymore. You know how big those weapons were. They're teeny. But still, they'll probably make a big buck online. They might. They might. They might. I don't, if I want to sell them, I might want to keep them. <sighs> yeah. Or we can get those new ones that they, they made, like that were like the old ones, but they're of better quality because they're brand new. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I forget the, the... It's like NECA official. Yeah. Yeah, and they have they made toys from the first movie. They're like 30 bucks a pop. I was like, I want to buy them. So if anybody wants to support the podcast, what you can do is you can buy a set of those and then, like, email me, and then you can... Uh, I'll tell you where to... Mail them to. I'll give you my P.O. box and everything. It'll be a good old time. Samesies. Uh, uh, so, let's see. We, we meet we Shredder. We yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are we missing? Where, where are we uh, at next? Uh, we meet Shredder. He wants revenge. Then, what are we missing? Uh, I think after that, he makes his like mask. And then they want to get... Some they want to get their hands on some of the ooze. And uh, meanwhile, the, the turtles find this abandoned subway part. I don't think that has happened yet. No? I'm pretty sure they have that, that fight for that last canister of ooze because they didn't know the foot was back yet. And then after they lose that fight and the ooze goes away, they move. they just decide they have to get out of April's apartment even though they haven't found a place. And then they're wandering through the sewer, and Mikey plummets through a hole. And they're like, Mikey, after the prototypical, you know, Raph and Leo fight, and Raph storms off. But he doesn't get his butt kicked this time. He just comes back in a few minutes. And then he and like he, he disappears after a while, like the yeah. second time he runs off. Yeah. 
and, and then he runs off because he, well, him and Kino have the brilliant plan to uh, infiltrate the Foot Clan. And what they find out is that the the canisters, that like the the last canister that went missing, um, was stolen by the Foot Clan, and they used it to create their own mutants. Yes, Toka and Razar. Mama. 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 And, That's and, my favorite. Well, because one of them is a little uh, like snapping turtle. And the other is like a wolf, like a wolf cub. And they're both voiced by um, by Frank Welker, the dude who's like been in every cartoon since the 1960s. He's been Fred <laughs> and Scooby-Doo and all the monsters. <laughs> I love it, like, cause, cause he shows up and they're all, like, you see them for the first time, and they're all scary, and you're like, okay, this is gonna be intense, and then they, they're trying to like, knock some stuff down. They're all angry and whatnot, and they finally see the shredder. <laughs> they're all, and he's like, and he like, he, shredder like yells at them, "I am your master," <laughs> and they go, "Master." Mama? <laughs> Mama? Mama! They're babies! <laughs> Love it. But, uh, what else? Oh, uh, when Kino is trying to infiltrate one of my favorite little, like, Easter eggs. It's not really an Easter egg if you, if you just like martial arts movies. In the little group trying to get uh, chosen by the Foot Clan, like, outside, Michael Jai White is just standing there. <laughs> He's one of the teenagers trying to become a foot. For like two frames, he's just standing there, and then they cut back, and Michael J. White's there. I was like, you couldn't get one of the best movie martial artists of all time to just throw a couple punches in this movie. <laughs> no, he's just like hanging out, like, "What's up, dudes?" He's just back there. He's behind. He's standing behind Kino. <laughs> I was like, Michael J. White, Black Dynamite. And I was like, <laughs> nice. Uh, I I love it. You you finally get to see all these like Foot Clans. You think they're gonna make it, and then. And then I think that's when the, the Dock Shore Club happens because of the Nom Noms. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, I like the uh, when he's trying to become a foot and they do all the like tests and like you have to take all these bells off this dummy. One sound and you fail and Raphael just does it. Yeah, he he, uh, he makes the room all dark and everything's all fine. Like, like, no worry, I got this. You just hear a... Which isn't that a sound like... Wouldn't he have failed at that point? Oh, he, that's why you. But you don't hear a bell. Okay, so I guess he passed. He did. He he had all the bells. Uh, and and then we get to the, the 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 doctor who they finally captured, and he's on the turtle's side, and he builds an antidote. The anti mutagen. Which which the um, which they sneak into the Foot Clan fight them and feed Toka and Razar the anti-mutagen and they're all like nom nom well like they, they, they're about to eat them don't they like squish the donuts and the little pills call out and they're like ah I thought you said they were dumb <laughs> <laughs> that was great but, but still, you get like... the ugly one which one's the ugly one <laughs> they're both the ugly one <laughs> oh, that's good stuff oh, and then then we finally get into the infamous Dock Shore Club. <laughs> the club. Which when is... Just get thrown through the wall and Vanilla Ice is putting on a concert on a dock. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, of course. 
you know, like retail space in New York in the early 90s was really hard because of zoning principle and liquor licenses. And Right, 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 right. I mean, it all adds up. Oh, yeah. but And especially being able to freestyle a rap about Ninja Turtles immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you know, Vanilla Ice is known for his freestyle skills. Oh yes, he's he's amazing, especially his his creative abilities to turn do 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 into do 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 do. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Completely it's different. Yes, it's subtle. <laughs> uh, but their dancing is amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to just mocking, but like in the nicest way, just because it's fun. It's a ridiculous '90s dance. You just throw your arms and stuff, and you're like, okay. And, and they they fought Token Razor, and they they eventually converted them back to their um their their animal forms, and they fought all the Foot Clan, and and we think everything's perfectly okay. And then, well, yeah, because oh, like, oh yeah, <laughs> Mikey uses the keytar and turns the speaker up to 11 and shoots Shredder off into the distance. <laughs> and the Shredder is gone. But there's also some mutagen left. Yes. He, he drinks all of it. And he becomes Kevin Nash. Yes. The wrestler. Yes. <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> the super Shredder. And, and so like with Toka and Razor, they basically just grew. And so Shredder, he's a human being. And so, like, you would think that he would just be, like, a really tall dude. But his outfit also grew. So, like, yeah, that's... <laughs> his purple pajamas are now seven feet tall. And, and like, his, uh, his mask now covers his entire face and is a foot tall. And his spikes on his shoulders, they grew, too. The metal spikes on his hands and shoulders grew at least four inches. I was like six years old. I didn't care. I was like, <laughs> so you're right. Perspective. I have to not look at this as a, as a 30 year old man and look at this as a seven year old. Let me go back. Let me get into that motion. Dude, pizza, radical. Okay, cool. <laughs> radical, radical, radical. Mama, pizza. Yeah, okay, it, it is kind of cool to just uh, have them escape from the docks and try to fight them, but the docks end up taking them out anyways. Yeah, you're going to kill us all. Blah! He just like yells, and he doesn't really do much. <laughs> he just kind of grumbles and takes the dock down, and we think the turtles are dead, but they're turtles, so they jumped in the water because it's at the docks. Yeah, they're amphibians. They can swim. Like Like a shocker to all of us. Uh, yeah. And and then from there, what where do we go back to the uh, to the infamous um, subway house? I'm calling it. Which even made like the new reboots of the cartoons because it was so cool. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite parts is um, is when Splinter is talking to the the boys and he's like trying to get a recap of what happened. He's like, "Were you seen?" And they're all like. Nah, no, you know, no one saw us. We're amazing, you know. You know, we're 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 so good. And then he holds up a newspaper with the pictures of all four of them, and he glares at them and he says, "Try harder." <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. 
And then, I made another funny. Oh, you got to love breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. But as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is true. This is the second time they've ever done stuff. Because <laughs> first it was the Calabunga thing. I remember the Calabunga thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so now that we've gone over the movie in a nutshell, are there any parts that you'd like to revisit? Any moments that stood out? Let's see. I don't know. My favorite part was always kind of the beginning, just that goofy fight in the supermarket because the clown I always thought was hysterical. He's and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of these like punching bag clowns that you mm-hmm. push and it kind of, because it's weighted at the bottom, it comes back towards you. And so he pushes it over and he pretends that he is the clown. Yeah, and then the, the henchman comes in and is like pushing him. And he's just like, and he like picks up something and he goes in his face, like a Nerf bat. Because he can't hit him with anything else. You know, just a nice, soft Nerf, Nerf bat. And then like chases him like a zombie and the guy goes, ah, and runs out. I'm like, as a kid, I was dying. I thought, I was like, this is brilliant. I'm sure my mom who took me was like, the first one was way better. What the hell is this? I was too young when they came out. So I had to wait and rent them on VHS when I was like five or something. <laughs> because when they came out, I was like two. <laughs> Ooh. So I was like barely the, no, maybe three. I was barely the target demographics. That That's the, one of the good things about the Ninja Turtles. They're going to be around so long that everyone at some point in their lives is the target demographic for a Ninja Turtle. You, you got to the, a point nowadays where if you go to like a comic convention, you got fans of Ninja Turtles who were there with their grandchildren who are also fans of Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. And, and you just kind of debate which iteration you like to look at more. <laughs> because let's just assume that these people who are fans of Ninja Turtles um, were born like like in 1970. And so they had kids in, like they, they loved the Ninja Turtles when they were 15, like comic books and whatnot, and then the, the, the cartoon show and the movies. And so when they were in their 20s, they had a kid. So when that kid was a little bit older, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the anime-like version came out. Right. And then when they were... Um, like like 10 years later, they had a kid, and then those kids are now seven watching Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, yes, Rise of... Could, could you, but also the fact that people who are 20 years older than us could be grandparents, man. Yeah, no, it's a... Time is undefeated. And so were the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> True. Uh, so... Let's let's go over some of these interesting um, trivia bits from the movie that I found of. Okay. Um, let's see. One of them, um, the, the turtles' facial expressions in the first movie were cable-operated with all the motors, servos, and whatnot housed in the shell. In this movie, because of the larger budget, animatronics were much smaller and lighter and were built into the face itself. Ooh. Um, the turtles' new layer 
the subway station was based on a real life city hall station of the former um, rapid transit company in New York. Even though the station itself was decommissioned, the track on which it's located is still active. So at one point they had a film in between, um, you know, trains coming through. That's actually pretty cool. One of the main concerns that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, if you don't know who they are, they are the, uh, for, for no, well, you do, but the other people uh-huh. who are listening to this uh, may not know that they were the creators, creators of Ninja Turtles. They um, were concerned that the second in any subsequent movie would have to stay as much away from the cartoon show and as close to the black and white comics as possible, um, the fr- just like the first movie did. Uh, so they thought there was plenty of material. So they decided to use... Um, Toka and Razor instead of Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, I, I was really hoping I'd see Bebop and Rocksteady instead of Toka and Razor, even as a child. But I was like, whatever, turtles. And and, and so one of the fun things about it was um, um, TGRI. So they said the secret of the ooze. There was originally supposed to be a different secret of the ooze. Do you know what this is? Oh, I actually don't know what this is. Um, so, so in the comics, um, the, the it became TCRI, Techno Cosmic Research Institute, and um, the ooze was made by stranded aliens called the the Utrams, um, and they created a company TCRI, and the of final course. script did not include the Utrons. Um, but they were the ones who were originally supposed to have created the ooze in the comics, these alien beings. The Utrons. Yep. So that was the secret of the ooze, was that they find out that they're actually created by aliens. <laughs> well, yeah. dang. Yeah, and so they said that um, one possible approach um, that Eastman and Laird had for the second movie was to use more elements from the Baxter Stockman or and the Mousers story um, from right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. Um, they would have been able to to use like April would have been his assistant, which they did in the second iteration of Turtles anime. Um, and then they had like the Mousers, which is what he created those little robotic things. Okay. Um, and then the Rat King was supposed to make a appearance. But instead, they decided to use um, Shredder and bring him back because the Rat King was supposed to be this seven foot tall creature with like half of his face missing. And he has the ability to like talk to and control uh, rats and whatnot. I think I remember the Rat King. And, and it was supposed to be ridiculous. And they were supposed to add in like aliens and whatnot. But in the final script, people were like. Yeah, it's a bit much. How can we make it a little bit more closer to Earth? <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's uh, let's get rid of the subplot about aliens, make it more humans, and bring back the Shredder. Sound good? Okay. So, all right, fine. Uh, let's see. We talked about uh, we talked about Kevin Nash being in it. Talked about Secret of the Ooze. And then one final thing. Let's see. TCRI, TGRI. Here we go. Vanilla Ice. Um, <laughs> when Vanilla Ice first arrived on the movie set, 
um, Michael's or Michaelin uh, Sitsi, who is the actor in the Michelangelo suit. He went up to him and gave him a hug while he was in the costume to welcome him aboard on the movie. So like in good faith. However, Vanilla Ice's overweight bodyguard stiffed armed him in even with the full turtle suit on and nearly 18 of the actors and stuntmen um, stepped forward to pounce and defend the turtle. So then, in order to stop a fight, the film stunt coordinator, um, Pat Johnson, stepped in and stopped them from fighting. And they said that uh, Vanilla Ice's bodyguards almost got their butts kicked by stunt extras. That would have been hysterical. That sort of thing should have been on YouTube to watch Vanilla Ice's dudes get their butt kicked by movie movie professionals. And did you say they were in full costume? Um, the one turtle was, yeah. Okay, like it would have been hysterical. Like, if it were today, it would have been four dudes in full Ninja Turtle gear just whooping the crap out of some security guards, and that would have gone viral in about ten minutes. But sadly, if it were today, um, they would have been just four actors and a whole bunch of dots punching yeah. Vanilla Ice in the face. <laughs> Still funny, but not as funny. <laughs> no, it would have only made a million views the first night, not five million views. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is the the movie in a nutshell. Um, so you're saying your favorite part was the uh, the Donatello um, clown situation? Yeah, that 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 all that still kind of gets me. I still giggle just because it's so stupid. And they couldn't have used their their toys. They had to find some way to catch everyone's attention. Right. And like, I've I've always noticed through the whole movie, and like, other than Mike, not other than Mike, other than Donatello, none of them used their weapons because we were trying to sell toys. Yeah, but can't be as as nitty and gritty. You gotta, you know, think of other creative ways to make them ninjas. Which Leonardo does take his um his his swords. And he plunges them into the ceiling and he uses them to like hold himself there so he can kick them in the face. Uh, that does happen. Doesn't that happen in the first one too? I think so. So it's, it's kind of a one trick pony. It's like one of his moves. It's a go to. It, it works. It's effective. I get it. People don't see it coming. <laughs> so, so then we got that one. Um, I liked the uh, pretty much all of Splinter's lines are my favorite in the movie. Uh, so what would you say was your least favorite part on this rewatch? The least favorite part. I don't know. Uh, uh, honestly, the only thing I just, I just don't like this, this April O'Neil. I don't like this version. There was a rumor that, um, Judith Hogue, who was the first, um, April O'Neil, she kind of got a pushback and was kind of forced away of it based on um, comments that she said about how some of the stuntmen were treated in the first movie. So producers were like, yeah, you gone. Yeah, I heard about that. I, I, like, th- she, this this new April O'Neil, she was, like, fine. But I was just like, eh. The other one was, like, a six-foot-tall redhead, and this one's, like, a five-five brunette. <laughs> it's not even kind of close. But she did do a nice job, or is it even someone different in the third movie? I think it's the same one in the third movie. I think it's the same same actress. Uh, they even brought Casey Jones back, 
I, the, the, the third one's rough, though. But you, you know what's coming up in, like, a few months, dude. You and me in that third movie. <laughs> Even as a child, I was, like, ten, like seven, eight, nine years old. I watched that. I was like, this sucks. I was like... <laughs> well, and see, it, it's hard to come up with, like, other not-so-great parts about that. Okay, so we mentioned... Um, we didn't like the fact that April was changed. Right. Um, I would have liked a little bit more um, techno mumble jumble to try to explain the Ninja Turtles as opposed to it's the ooze. Okay, well, who created the ooze? What's the ooze made of? What else did the ooze do? Just something else. They're like, we don't know, man. <laughs> it's just ooze. It's the MacGuffin. Just a thing, man. It's just a thing. So. Just- thing so like like what else like what what else was so not so great like i i'm, I'm having a i'm having a rough time thinking of not so good stuff it's pretty well, good no, I, I i i enjoy it it's a different kind of fun movie like it's a it's a kids movie 100 percent. but it's so much better than some of these other kids movies that are out there well especially nowadays so, uh so at what I, age I, do I you think like someone should watch this movie I feel like you could watch it from anywhere from like, it. De- well, I mean, it depends. There's some people that think Ninja Turtles is way too violent, but I'm like, Looney Tunes is worse. <laughs> yeah, because Looney Tunes actually kill some people. <laughs> they attempt to in every episode. But So, so uh, you're saying that you would recommend it for younglings? I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. I'm fine. I was like, <laughs> well, are we fine? I'm uh, like I'm I. Okay, all right. <laughs> so so younglings can watch the Ninja Turtles. Um Yeah, uh so out of these turtles cuz the, the last movie you liked uh, Michelangelo the best and all of his uh one-liners and whatnot. Oh yeah, he he was he was my one-liner dude in the first movie. So in in this movie, who was your turtle? I feel Donatello was more prevalent in this movie. He wasn't Corey Feldman anymore. No. And, and that was because um, he had some trouble with, with like the law and whatnot, and they didn't want to see him as like a good role model for kids anymore. Correct. So they changed his voice. I, I, I get it. Um, but then Donatello got, got funny. It did, with, ironic, right? <laughs> You you make the smartest guy one of the funniest guys in the room, and then he just wasn't as smart as he was on the first movie. Cor- correct, but uh, he 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 had me giggling a few times in the second one. He had like one or two scenes where he was messing around with computers, but that's about it. I, I think Raphael was my guy. This movie, he was a uh, a little bit um, less snarky, um, <laughs> a little bit more friendly. This movie. And it made him seem like a, uh, like like a grumpy older cousin sort of thing. He did, he just wanted to he wanted to watch Oprah. I remember that scene. He's like, hey, maybe Oprah's on. Don't change the channel. Come on. <laughs> As opposed to just watching Michelangelo do his seventeen different impressions. And he, I remember Michelangelo was like eating like a butterfinger. He's like, can you chew any louder? And he just chews right in his ear. And he's like, oh. And, and see, I want, I would watch so much more of that, of just the, the Turtle brothers just giving each other a hard time. Same. Oh, and I remember what was it? Kino, like, stomps on 
uh, was it? Uh, it was Raph's feet. And he's like, oh, let me hit him. Oh, let me hit him, please. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I, I, I just want more more of that, like Three Stooges moments, but with the Ninja Turtles. Which I hope we get in the, the upcoming third movie that okay. that you and I are going to be forced to watch in the next couple of months. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already setting us up. Well, okay, let me, let me look at this next movie more positively. The, the Turtles Through Time movie is going to be fun. <laughs> the, the third one is so rough. <laughs> but, but we're going to do it. Um, so, so any final thoughts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? The Secret of the Ooze. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I love this movie. I watched it today, as a matter of fact, just to get a refresher. So, so not only did you watch it like a week and a half ago, but you watched it again. That's dedication, man. Well, yeah, you know, like, and it's not a long movie. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. You just kind of watch some turtles fight and make one-liners and then you go about your day. Yeah, you, you turn around, you, you, you kind of make dinner, come back, and they're still fighting <laughs> in one line. It's the TGRI scenes that like don't move the plot along but they're necessary because yeah, it's weird you're like i, I don't want to watch this but i get it <laughs> like it has its purpose but you're like but it also it, it's like following a semi like you move into the left lane to move the story along and then a semi just sits there and you're like okay uh... after this next light we're going to go around it and floor it down the highway a solid analogy thank you i have my moments we're going to call that analogy turtle street turtle street the turtle street analogy yep um at the corner of turtle street and ooze road (laughs) uh so so what else do you have coming up in the future besides uh, a third movie that we're gonna have to uh no that we're going to enjoy watching I mean, you know, I'll probably enjoy it, but for those sarcastic reasons. Almost like watching like Mystery Science Theater 3000 sort of thing. <laughs> I might, you know, we should just watch it together and record it because that could be a good time. <laughs> we should do like an entire commentary track of the movie. It would be funny. <laughs> That'd be great. I could actually hook it up in here. It could be a good old time. Let's do it. All right. So, so we'll see if we can get that rocking and rolling for all of you guys um be, before we leave um what should we think our question of the episode for all of our guests should be um who their favorite turtle is um what their favorite mo- moment of the movie is what do you think hmm uh we could say like since ninja turtles have been a lo- around for so long like we could like what era of the ninja turtles would be their favorite because everybody like nowadays is starting to remember different versions kind of and like which like, version of batman's your favorite yeah you there's ninja turtles there's only one correct answer but i would be interested in hearing everyone's opinions <laughs> so our, our question of the week is going to be which version of the ninja turtles is your favorite question mark all right, I have now written that down in my phone. Are you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. 
Okay, cool. I almost lost you for a second. All righty. Um, so with that, I think that's going to bring us to the close of our episode. As always, if you'd like to reach me, you can do so. Um, did you know Ryan O at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at did you know Ryan O. You can also find me on uh, Facebook, did you know with Ryan O. Nate, do you have anywhere that you'd like them to follow you at? Uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, Instagram would be great. Uh, it's uh, at the cousin Nate. Right on. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns about Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze, we'll be more than happy to facilitate the awesomeness of that. And, well, if you got anything else for me, just let me know. Um, besides that, thank you very much, sir, for joining me on this uh, tubular, bodacious, radical adventure again. Chevy Nova? I, I think that's how that goes. Uh, Supernova? Excellent. All right. <laughs> and thank you all out there for joining us on this episode. Uh, we always leave by saying, find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.